This is the Seven Figure Standard Podcast, hosted by Arash Vasugi and Mikey Stiller, with mindset and strategies to help you break through and create personal freedom. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Seven Figure Standard Podcast. I'm Mikey Stiller, joined by my co-host, Arash Vasugi, and we're thrilled to be back with you for another episode. Today is going to be a good one. We are going to talk about creating a wealth consciousness, and maybe you've heard this before creating a wealth consciousness, getting into the environment of uh, wealth. And you may be thinking, do I automatically have a poverty consciousness? So we're going to uncover all of that and more in today's episode. Arash, how are you doing? I'm great, Mikey. How are you? I'm doing great as well. And first off, before we get into too many specifics of the how, what does it mean to create a wealth consciousness or what is a wealth consciousness? Well, we got to understand what consciousness is first. It's thinking and feeling from whatever state. So when you're talking about a wealth consciousness, you think and feel from the state of wealth. And wealth is initiated first, right away. It's initiated by feeling good. And in order to create, let's say somebody has a poverty consciousness. They're always in lack and limitation. They're just getting by and they're having the hardest time getting out of it. Well, in order to create that wealth consciousness, we have to first heal their money wounds or heal their wounds around wealth in different areas because wealth is a spectrum of all areas of our life. So in terms of prosperity, most people, when they think wealth, they think financial security, they think their income. So if we attack that right away, first thing we have to do is we have to heal our money wounds. We have to be aware of what they are. Like, why am I in lack? Why am I constantly focused on it? For me, this is part of my philosophy I changed a long time ago when I was from a poverty consciousness and then created a prosperity consciousness and a wealth consciousness. I had to first heal my money wounds. And if we understand how much potential we have inside of us, like we have greatness inside of us, we have infinite. Like if you look at the greatest achievers in the history of our time, they don't have anything that we don't have for every individual. Our job is to bring it out of us. And I think if you're struggling, and this is no judgment because I struggle, you know, if I go back 15, 18 years ago, I was really struggling. I think I wasn't aware. I wasn't thinking in a certain way. I didn't have goals. I didn't understand how to set and achieve goals. So I was operating with a poverty consciousness, which I consider a mental disease. We're not born to lose. We're born to win. And I look at our life, and this is my philosophy. If you like it, adapt it. But I believe the purpose of our life is to create the life how we really want to live. And the reason the masses are just getting by is because they're not they're not intentional in creating that life. See, anybody can be wealthy. Earning money is a game. Like anybody from a prosperity standpoint, it doesn't take a lot of time to go from a poverty to a prosperity consciousness, but it takes a lot of effort. It takes a lot of a lot of changes. So you've got to be willing to release the old patterns of behaviors, the old thought patterns, the old programming to create it. All right, Araj. So I'm assuming because there are billions of unique individuals that your level of either poverty or wealth consciousness 
is also unique. So it's not like, oh, you have a poverty consciousness. Oh, you have a wealth consciousness, but you're on a spectrum, right? So you can always have a more poverty consciousness, like a worse consciousness, or you could always have a better consciousness. Like even once you go to like where you're at with a wealth consciousness, you could even get a greater wealth consciousness. Is that right? Yeah, but the wealth consciousness is very simple. A wealthy consciousness never thinks in lack and limitation. They don't procrastinate. They don't hesitate. You know, like if you look at it, they loathe people complaining. These are attributes of a wealthy consciousness. A poverty consciousness is always making excuses, always focusing all their energy and attention is on how much something costs, what the gas prices are. So you'll know when somebody's in a poverty consciousness where they're holding on to their money so tightly. The wealth consciousness is all about creation. That's all they think about is creating. How do they create? You know, and that's all they're doing because they understand their creators and everything is coming from them, not to them. So they're very different ends of the spectrum. It's much more effortless. They're in flow. They're thinking of how they can. So you want to understand you're not in a wealth consciousness if you're ever in lack and limitation. So if you want to create a wealth consciousness, you have to think, feel, and act like you're wealthy. And let's say somebody wants to build it. And I'll give you some tricks right now that you could do. And number one is create a statement and burn it in your mind. For example, I'm so happy and grateful now that I am wealthy. Every cell of my being emanates wealth. I earn money from expected and unexpected sources in all areas of my life is, let me give you a good one. All areas of my life are prosperous. And everything I do, I touch the spirit of opulence. I am the spirit of opulence. So you start doing that and you record it and you literally listen to it 10 times a day because we got to make it the new program. And if you'll do that, you're going to change your ideas around it. And then you're going to start seeing the repetition of doing it is going to start changing your actions over a few months, you know, and keep saying it, keep burning that idea in your mind. Then idea number two for you is spend $10,000 a day in your mind. You see a nice car drive by, say, I can pay for that. As soon as you get a bill, write a check. Even if you don't mail it, say, I'm so grateful for this bill because I can pay for it. So you're shifting your consciousness with these little tweaks. And they make a big difference. A poverty consciousness, and I'll have a lot of people who ask me this, I think being cheap is very expensive. And you want to burn that idea in your mind. Being cheap is very expensive because when we're trying to cut corners, it ends up we pay more in the long run. We pay much more in the long run. So let's say somebody doesn't want to pay a couple extra hundred dollars on a flight. I'm just making it up, okay? Yet they'll go for the cheapest flight Yet they'll be in the airport all day long because they have uh, different stops. How much is that costing themselves? Like, think about how much it costs yourself when you're cutting corners. There's no such thing as cutting corners to success. You have to do the work. You have to think, feel, and act like the person you want to be. And you really want to take this seriously because if you think you're going to get there uh, cutting corners, you're going to have a rude awakening. So Raj, if someone's listening to this and they're thinking, 
okay, I can now identify that I may have some poverty consciousness going on. You just gave two amazing steps, right? For how they can move over to wealth consciousness. Let's say that they realize that they've slipped up either in the middle of their day, or maybe it's a week and they're like, you know what? I'm back to operating with poverty consciousness. What is something they can do to get back on track to make that wealth consciousness a habit, a long-term habit? They have to bombard their mind with wealth. You know, that's the only way they're going to do it. You're going to slip up. That's part of the program. Anytime we're aspiring for something far greater, our program tries to get us to slip back right away. So they've got to be very intentional and they've got to give themselves grace and get back to thinking, feeling, and acting like the wealthy, like if they were wealthy, go in an environment, let's say they go to a nice affluent area in their neighborhood. And just get a cup of coffee there and just take it in, feel it, you know, go test drive a nice car. And when you're in that car, feel it, feel like you already have it. These are, I know they sound like woo woo. They're not, they really work. I had to do this. I've taught so many people how to change their relationship with wealth, but you have to consciously replace it. You know, this is generational programming from their family. Uh, that's where it comes from. So if somebody can be the outlier, they can change that right away. And then at the very beginning of the call, you mentioned how a prosperity or wealth consciousness affects every area of your life. Of course, we're talking more specifically about financial wealth today. However, can you have a wealth consciousness in one area of your life, say finances, and then a poverty consciousness in another area of your life, like relationships or health? Yeah, you can have them, and but that's not a wealthy person. See, wealth is an accumulation in all areas. So what you're saying is, I'm stronger in this area, I'm more confident in this area, so that's easier for me. Let's say somebody's super fit, but they're really struggling financially. They have a health consciousness, not a wealth consciousness. Uh, let's say a sales professional is just selling by the law of averages. Well, they don't have a sales consciousness. They're just having the number of calls, then one's going to finally hit. So the elite are thinking, feeling, and acting from that consciousness of what they want. Now, I believe personally around financial, I think financial freedom is one of the worthiest goals that anybody can set for themselves because of what it makes of them, the type of disciplines that it's going to require, the type of service that it requires. See, there's two sources of supply. And there's our income and our contribution. So if somebody is more obsessed with their income, their contribution is going to drop. You want to see yourself already at the income, experiencing what you'd experience in your mind at the income, but you want to put all your energy on contribution. That's the greatest source that's going to activate the greatest prosperity in, in one's life. It's all about, and wealth is about enriching the most people. The person who serves the most is going to create the most. Okay. And then you also mentioned money wounds. Does everybody have money wounds? I think at times, uh, at one time or another, I don't know anybody that didn't, you know? So, I mean, I don't think that's a negative thing. I think it's more of an awareness to really look at it and say, oh, this is my money wound that came down generationally. This is the one that really really got me stuck, right? This is the money wound that I have to take care of. So you have to look at money is just a game. Money's just energy. And if you have a bad relationship, you criticize it, it's going to go the other way. 
So we have to understand money. See, I believe everybody can create their own economy the exactly how they want it to be, but they have to define what their own economy means. And they have to understand the law of compensation. We were just talking about enriching others, but the law of compensation states we get paid in direct proportion of the service we render, our ability to render that service and the need for it. We have to master our ability. Anybody can be a master at any skill if they put those 10,000 hours in. But it's not just putting them in, it's putting them in with an attitude of getting better. Like they're monomaniacally focused on really locking in and getting better and better at what they're doing. So when they do that, that's when their consciousness is going to change around wealth. Focus on how significantly you can be of service and success will take care of itself and wealth will take care of itself. But what's happening for people, they're letting everything on the outside disturb them so they get stuck. You know, our thoughts are a currency. That's what I mean by consciousness. What is the currency of your thoughts? You could look at, do I have a positive mental attitude or a negative mental attitude? Uh, poverty consciousness, th the people in poverty consciousness are always focused on what's missing, what they don't have. And here's a big one. Do not criticize anybody who has wealth. Bless them. Anything we criticize grows wings and flies away. Money is very shy and timid. It has to be attracted. So we have to get on the frequency of it. So we have to really develop that consciousness, and then it's going to start flowing. And it will flow once you focus on service. So good. Oftentimes, whenever you talk about money wounds, you talk about purifying your heart. Will you talk about that for a second, too, just because I think it's so helpful? Yeah. So we any form of scarcity is going to block us. So that could be anger, that could be lack of forgiveness, that could be jealousy, suppressed emotions. So we want to purify our hearts so we can let the energy flow freely. I'm one of the most forgiving people you'll meet. It doesn't mean I let people off the hook, but I forgive them because that happened in the past. And every time I forgive somebody, I purify my own heart. And so I recommend you purify your heart. And the more you do it, the better it gets for you and the more you're going to learn. But I love the quote by Wallace Waddles. He says, the riches you receive will be in exact proportion to the definiteness of your vision. So we have to know where we're going. The vision gives us a direction. The fixity of your purpose, you're locked in on your goal. The steadiness of your faith. What is faith? It's our highest attitude. And the depth of your gratitude. What is gratitude? It's the vibration of abundance. Uh, there's nothing, if somebody just rewinded and became that quote by Waddles, they're going to change their consciousness around wealth. But we also have to understand money is an attitude. And you can ask yourself, are my actions, I want everybody to think about what their financial goal is right now. And then ask yourself, are my actions and behaviors congruent with the person I want to become? And once you start asking yourself and understanding like everything, it's an attitude. What is my relationship with wealth? Do I feel that I deserve it? Because you have to deserve it. If you don't deserve it, you're not going to get it. And then are my actions and behaviors congruent with a state of abundance? See, your beliefs about wealth have to be congruent with the direction you're going. And when you do that, you're going to get to where you want to go.
This is so good. Araj, you gave two action steps already throughout this call. Is there another action step that you'd like to end with? Or do you want to reiterate those two? You know, just understand your wealth reflects your identity. So if you want to change it, you can easily change it, but you have to make it part of your self-image that I am wealthy. And I want you to feel wealthy. See, a lot of people, it takes great courage to create financial freedom. And you have to bet on yourself. You got to get out of your comfort zone. You have to do what's uncomfortable. See, a lot of people are chasing wealth. They're chasing money in the way we're speaking about it today. And we never chase it. Anything we chase owns us. Anything we seek is seeking us. So if we're chasing money, then we're going to always be in the need state. So we have to understand that. We want to understand that it's a game. And I want everybody to focus on the journey of becoming the best version of yourself because money is a great servant, but a horrible master. I want you to burn that idea in your mind. It's a great servant. Money is here to serve you when you understand it. And the money you want or the wealth you want is on a frequency, but it becomes a horrible master when it owns people. People think, oh, I have money, so I'm better than other people. It's not true. And you can't talk about wealth without circulation. It's like our blood in our body, right? If my blood stops circulating, I'm not going to be here very long. Well, it's just like wealth. Every time you pay for something, I want you to see it coming back to you 10 times. Every time you let it go, it's coming back to you 10 times. Don't hold it. Don't hoard it. Circulate it. And another good relationship you could do, something very simple, is get it. And this is for the people who really are struggling, even the people who aren't. The people who aren't, you will go look at them, and they always have hundreds of dollars in their wallets. But when you're, if you're struggling right now, get a, go to the bank, get $100, put it in your wallet or your purse. So every time, and don't spend it. Your subconscious mind's going to see you always having money, and that's what you want to do. And the more you see it, the more it's going to come to you. Money is always there for you. How much of it you have is going to be based on your philosophy. So let me give you some attributes that I want you to really look at. A poverty consciousness causes a person to see, feel, and hear lack and limitation. Is that you? Ask yourself. Lack and limitation is all they talk about because that's all they think about. Their thoughts, feelings, and actions are the, are the seeds they're sowing. And a wealth consciousness is completely different. You cannot attract money when all you're thinking about is I don't like what I'm earning. What you think about is always growing. It's always expanding. If you are unhappy with having a lack of money, that's what you're going to act upon. So we want to understand this. A person with a wealth consciousness, demands abundance, knows it's their birthright. They act on ideas. They take full responsibility for all their results in their life. They're aware there's an unlimited supply. There's not just, oh, if that comes to me, then somebody else isn't happening. We live in an unlimited supply. We live in an abundant universe. They loathe, and I want you to burn this idea in your mind, they loathe lack and limitation, and they're always circulating money. So those are the key attributes. And just remind yourself, abundance is always generated by how you think and feel. Think and feel like you're already wealthy. And if you do that, you're going to change the story. You're going to rewrite the story. And so that's what 
I, I encourage you to do, and I encourage everyone to set a big goal. We're coming into 2024. To me, it's always about net worth. You know, what is your net worth goal? And keep building your image around wealth around that. Parag, this has been such a good episode. I can't wait for all of our listeners to create or enhance their wealth consciousness. This is an episode that was highly requested. So if you enjoyed it, go ahead and leave us a rating and review. Share this with your friends and family to help us reach more people with the Seven Figure Standard Podcast. And we'll see you next week with another episode. Thanks, Araj. Thanks, Mikey. Thank you for listening to this episode of Seven Figure Standard. We hope you found the insights and strategies helpful on your journey to success. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite podcast platform to help us reach more people like you. To learn more about Arash and Mikey and how Voss Coaching Co. can help you achieve your goals and reach new levels of success, visit VossCoachingCo.com. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you on the next episode of 7 Figure Standard.